You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Playoffs will begin for the Sixers on Saturday against the Brooklyn Nets. But before we do that, it is the Outside Podcast and the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. I am Adil Royster, your ho- one of your co-hosts, Dave Early, with me as well. Dave, how you doing? It's Monday. It's cold as hell. Um, actually, not so much here in New York City. I was just enjoying the sun. All right. Well, maybe it's just because I was in my office and it's like 57 degrees in my office. I'm like, good God almighty. <laughs> Uh, um one one thing that is not cold uh and you love my segues uh the the heating up over the all nba teams and we teased this last week after talking with howard beck and we were just like you know what we don't have official votes but our unofficial all nba votes like i i feel like people want to slash should hear those so what do you think dave should we uh Give the yeah, people what they asked for. Why not? Okay. So how we're going to go is we're going to go third team, second team, then first team. Because I feel like with the first team, there's not going to be a whole lot of discourse. Because I feel like okay. our first teams are probably going to be the same, right? Probably. Pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. Probably. So I the the third and second teams are going to have the most amount of, you know, laughter, WTF moments, and things of that nature. So let's just kick things off. And as we said last week, we're doing with positions, which means center, two fours, two guards. Even though we could do the position list starting next year, we could have done that here, but we just said, okay, we'll we'll subscribe to the old school one last year. It'll be the send-off year. So here we go. For third team all NBA center, I have Damana Sabonis from the Sacramento Kings. I do too. Okay. For Sacramento, there's De'Aaron Fox and there's Damana Sabonis, and they have been on another level this year. I knew that Sabonis would be good going to Sacramento after the Indiana trade, but I had no idea it would be anything like this. And he and De'Aaron Fox are supercharging that offense. Not necessarily the defense, but I think I put this on Twitter. Just give me all seven games of Kings – warriors and just bet the over every time because it's always going over yeah it's interesting when we were talking about the ben simmons trade saga 
a lot of people were saying, just take Fox. They're willing to give him up. They want to keep Halliburton. They'll, this will be clean. Uh, and Sixers fans were like, you know, Fox is really struggling, and Maxie is doing a lot of the things Fox was expected to do with three-pointers. Um, so his stock kind of dipped around that, that time. A lot of people were like, well, I'm glad we held out for Harden. Now some people might change their tune and say, well, you know, Fox is going to make one of the three all-NBA teams. He might even make the second team, which would be kind of crazy. Um, would you prefer Fox over James Harden if they had done that? Would you feel better about this team's outlook? Honestly, just because of uh, – I, I take age into account, so I'm going to say yes. Okay. Uh, but that's I, literally I, the only reason. Age had, is the only reason. I had Fox as high as my second team when I originally did this. I talked to Jackson Frank on our Slack, and he was like, I think that you are penalizing guys on bad teams too much, and you should free your mind um, from the – variables included in being on a great team and the, the Kings are that. And so I, I actually was persuaded by this. And so ultimately I put Steph over him on my third team, which I realize is kind of unfair because Steph played so few games. He's in the fifties. You're getting like 20 more games if you pick Fox, but it's tough to go against such a good player. Would you rather take like, 54 games of Steph and then a backup, you still might be getting a better value. Uh, I'll, I'll get into my selections as like the reasoning behind my selections as we go forward. But when it comes but to basically, like, I, I snubbed Fox in the end. For forwards, I have mm -hmm. Julius Randle of the New York Knicks and I have Mikael Bridges of the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, I, I also picked Bridges, who I realized probably won't make it because there's a lot of very, very qualified guys. And I snubbed Randall and I put KD up there, which I don't think people could be mad at despite the uh, glaring lack of production in compared because KD's only played like just over half the games, right? But when he was out there, his win percentage is so absurd. Like the Nets were 118 of 20 and now they haven't lost in Phoenix when he's in the lineup. So I'm taking KD over I'll, Randall. I'll, honestly, what this I'll came down to. I respect to it. Me, I respect it. What this came down to for me is I don't know how confident I am in just saying Randall's really good. We've seen, <laughs> we've seen this in 2021, and he kind of turns into a pumpkin in the playoffs. So I know, I know, I know. And I, I wish that I had an entire playoff run to decide on my all-NBA votes, but I figured, you know what, I better do it now before I completely change my mind after like three weeks. But yeah, I could have went. I could have went Bam here too. He had a really great season. I wanted to go Bam, but like I, but when I looked at the at Pro Basketball Reference, he was more listed as a center, and I was just like, I can't have him over Sabonis. I can't. You could have had LeBron, AD, Kawhi, Siakam. I mean, there was a lot of good choices here. Someone was getting snubbed. Yeah, I Siakam for me was outside looking in. Like, okay. like it was percentage points. Yeah. Uh, guard spots for my all NBA third team. I went Drew Holiday and Ja Morant. Yeah, I, I like Drew and I like Ja. I think Drew has been so good this season that it takes away, it diminishes Giannis's MVP case, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, when Giannis was out of the lineup, 
I mean, Drew is just straight balling. He's probably going to make one of these three All-NBA teams because the Bucs are so good. He's probably going to make an All-Defensive team. He's been a stud. And he um, should. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, I put I went Steph and Ja. Okay, let's let's talk. Let's discuss this now. For me, when it came to how I decided to choose, I'm just going to spoil a little bit. I don't have LeBron on any of my teams. I don't have AD on any of my teams. I don't have KD on any of my teams. I don't have Steph on any of my teams. Basically, I said, okay, not enough games. I not only not only like not enough games, but I'm just like, okay, this is for 2022-2023. Who were the 15 best guys in my opinion for 2022-2023? That was my criteria. Okay. Like past past performance aside, like you got your you got your titles, you got your awards. And this year, the 15 best guys to me this year. That's basically how I voted. Okay. Now, it could be right, could be wrong. It's going to be a lot of, like, LeBron and AD people all up in my menchies as soon as this podcast goes up. That's fine. Bring it. I don't care. Uh, I, um, I would just counter with Steph and KD. When healthy, they were easily, easily, like, top seven players minimum. So you got to have them up there. But the other guys, I'm with you. I, I, I got I to gotta have the games. That's another part of it. I got to have yeah, the games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're getting, like, 30 less games with a couple of these guys. So I get it. I left them all too. NBA, all NBA second team. Uh, goes without saying for me, center Nikola Jokic. Joker. No, ex- no real explanation necessary. No other conversation needed, right? He's if, this the best. Was, if we hadn't just endured the last two seasons, no one would have any feelings about this. But it's like, well, he deserves to be on the All-NBA second team, and no one should have a problem with it. We should just be celebrating how good he is and maybe make this a little bit positionless moving forward because you're going to have one of the three best players in the league on All-NBA second team like Joel has had to endure. Forward spots for me, second team, I went Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler. I did too. I Is it funny that we kind of undervalued Jimmy Butler a little bit this season? Like, I looked up his stats and I was like, wait a minute. Jimmy had a pretty damn good year. Jimmy's awesome. He's a top 10 player every year pretty much. I think that he does coast a little bit in the regular season. Um, Their record with him in the lineup isn't that good, but they're not that good in general this year. I mean, they were a one seed last year. They've really fallen off. He's missed a bunch of games, so it is a little bit – paradoxical to snub some of these other guys like ad and then give jimmy the nod with only i don't know eight or nine more games played right at some you have to draw a line in the sand somewhere for these games played and i gave butler the nod just because like he's awesome and if his teammates had shot the ball better they would look a lot better and Jalen Brown, of course, is one of the two reasons why the Boston Celtics have the number two record in the Eastern Conference. So I feel like he should be second team. Jalen Brown had an unbelievable season this year, and Boston's really going to need to make a decision with him, pay him, sign and trade him. They're going to have to do something with him. Yeah, I wasn't super confident about picking Jalen here because I think as good as he's been, there were, there were some stiff competition for this spot, but um, like you said. The, the, really- problem with, the problem with me and putting Jalen Brown's second team is like I would have to move or 
having somebody else other than Jalen Brown in second team and then moving somebody down to third team. And we were talking about Siakam or AD and LeBron. Like I personally would not put any of them in second team. That's why I just went Jalen Brown. I think what the way to do it is you use Sabonis's positional eligibility. You put him at the four on this team. If you felt good about that, you could even do bridges if you preferred him or Durant. I, I don't know if were. I could have, I don't know if I could have bridges over Jalen Brown though. We both had Jalen Brown, so let's just move on. Okay. Uh, one of the guard spots, I went De'Aaron Fox. And we talked about it with uh, the NBA third team. I went De'Aaron Fox here because, like I said, Fox and Sabonis, they are powering that Sacramento team, that really unexpectedly good Sacramento team this year. They're third in the Western Conference. De'Aaron Fox having... I kind of want to say like a career, maybe not a career season, but probably the best oh, season I've seen him had. Definitely a career season for him. I originally had him here. Like I mentioned, I, I let Jackson talk me out of that. And I put Dame here just because Dame is clearly the better player between the two. And at some point, why do I want the lesser player out there just because his team won more games? So I, I uh, moved Lillard up, especially him voting for Joel as MVP. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you vote for Joel for MVP, you get you get special bonuses on this podcast for you our get unsnubbed for all NBA on my exactly. <laughs> uh, last guard spot for me, I went Donovan Mitchell. Same. So, do we have any real debates the first two teams other than my Julius Randall pick? I think that was the only one that we kind of disagreed on. I I gave Steph and Durant. The nod on those teams because I was willing to overlook some of the games they missed in my final analysis. But I'm with you. I could have easily done it the other way. When I originally did it, I did have Holiday and over Steph. So not, not I don't have a big quibble with anything you did. I was surprised to see we both had Bridges on that third team. So was I, I was just like, wait, we both have Bridges? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we won't have to debate too much about this. Uh, so what we're going to do now is take a little bit of a break and then we're going to come back and we'll do our votes for all NBA first team and then finish off the pod with uh, some some current event stuff, some MVP talk, some, some more MVP round. talk, some first round nonsense. We'll be back after these words as the Liberty Ballers podcast networks out of sight back after these. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. The Gattlesite Podcast on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network is April 10th. And Dave and I started off with giving our All-NBA second and third team nods. Uh, second team, I had Nikola Jokic. Well, we both had Nikola Jokic, Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler, De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell. All-NBA third team. I have Sabonis, Julius Randle, Mikel Bridges, Drew Holiday, John Morant. Dave put Steph Curry and Kevin Durant in his, correct? If I'm yep. not, okay. So Steph and Kevin Durant got Dave's nods. First, first team I feel like is going to be fun. <laughs> it could be fun. It could be a lot of, yeah, I had that guy too, but we'll see what happens. Center, Joel Embiid. Got him. Like, come come on. It it may be pandering. It may be like blatant homerism, but I don't care. Joel Embiid, NBA first scene. There, it is absurd to even suggest that this is homerism. He's easily the MVP. So if you don't have him on your All NBA first team this year, I think you need to evaluate your uh, feelings about defense. I think you, I I think you need to not be working as an NBA analyst for ESPN. Sorry, I'm taking I'm taking shots. I'm sorry. That's I, it's part of my hobby on this podcast, Dave. I'm no, sorry. No homerism to put Joel first team All NBA. Okay, so no homerism. Joel Embiid, the best center in the NBA this season. One forward spot, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and, and last season, and last season, first forward spot, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yep. I mean, there's obviously nothing, there's nothing really to say. He's the best player on the best team in the NBA. He's all NBA first team, period, end of discussion. Like, I can't see. And even if, even if he wasn't, even if the Celtics had the one seed, he's still easily a top three player in the NBA. Funny you say mention that because the other forward spot, I have Jason Tatum. Yep. So I, I don't I think we're both in line with the, the best players on the best teams are on the NBA first team right now. The, the guard spots is where it's going to get a little funny for me. Okay. Um, but any disagreement so far, Embiid, Giannis, nope. Tatum? No, got the same front court. Okay. Back court. Here's, here's where it's going to get fun, I feel. My first guard spot, I went Luka. Of course. I got him too. Okay, so we both have, we both have Luka. I... What did you think about Dallas just basically saying, you know what, screw the play in. We're just going to go for the ten, for a top 10 pick. I think it was the right thing to do. I thought that the subsequent publicity and outrage that some people felt is, was weird. Like yeah. this is a tried and true tradition. You healthy scratch your guys. You know, this is part of what the Warriors did to get Curry. This is part of what the Cavaliers did trading former all-star Mo Godfather Williams for the pick that yeah. became Kyrie Irving. Um, this is what the Lakers did each year when the Sixers owned their pick. Yes. By healthy scratching guys like Lynn, Boozer, Jordan Hill, Dang, Moskov. I mean, they just – Lou Williams was really upset about it. 
they just made sure you weren't going to be in the lineup when they needed to lose games. And they got those guys. They got D'Angelo Russell. They got uh, Ball and Ingram. Ingram. And all the things they needed to lure Anthony Davis, which won him a title. So they're doing exactly. The only difference here is that the 10th seed makes has a chance to make the playoffs. So that's why people are like, oh, this is different. I watched some of that game, the tankathon between them and the Spurs. <laughs> Gorgie Dang looked like looked like Embiid out there playing against oh, some man. of these guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> but also, if you're in the playing game and you're Dallas, like honestly, even if you get in as the eight seed, are you really beating Denver? Is Dallas beating Denver in round one? No. I mean, here's here's the thing. If you look at it one way, if you just go up to Denver, and I know this team is not good. You could make an argument that you've got two of the top three players in that series straight up. Okay, and, and on fair. any on any given week, Luca could be the best player in that series. A couple of years ago, we saw Luca go toe to toe with a healthy Kawhi Leonard, and it was marvelous basketball. So, yes. if you were a Dallas fan, you'd like to see it because you probably have a little bit of faith it may be some magic run if if things click. You know, people talk about how bad Dallas was since the trade. Luca and Kyrie weren't active for all those games, and it was fair to bake in a little bit of a learning curve, blah, blah, blah. It's probably still a little lost. I get it, though, because if you lose in that first round, maybe Kyrie walks, maybe he doesn't. Going to Luca and saying, we can't improve this team, that's going to be really hard. But if you have that 10th pick, or they're going to have a legit shot now, I forget what it is, like 9% at a top four pick. Can you imagine yeah. Luca, Kyrie, and Victor? That's, that's in the cards right here. I'm trying, as not, is, I'm trying not to imagine that actually. As is the Knicks getting their pick now with 21%. So plenty yeah. of directions this could go. Last guard spot for me, all NBA first team. I gave it to Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, I didn't name him yet. So you can infer that I have him there too. Um this is tough as a Sixers fan seeing Shea, seeing Bridges on these teams because yes. seeing Butler, because there were a lot of, oh, seeing Tatum, there were a lot of guys the Sixers could have just drafted and kept. A lot of almost Sixers. A lot of almost Sixers on this <laughs> list. Uh, they could have drafted Donovan Mitchell. They could have drafted Tatum. They could have just paid Butler. They could have kept Bridges. I mean, this is a tough list. Could have drafted Giannis. No, they could have <laughs> traded Ben Simmons for Fox if that bothers you. So yeah, I guess that just says something about us that we kind of see the NBA the same way this season, and we're just like thousand percent. These are our opinions for the five best guys in the league this season. Yeah, not not as many disagreements as I would have guessed. We, we ended up with pretty similar lists. And we didn't work on these, just so the listeners know, we didn't work on these together whatsoever. No, we did not. There was no, there's, there's no collaborative effort here. <laughs> uh, Elton Brand and Ned Collin were not consulted. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Harden, how far off did you have him for any of these teams? Because I, Harden was not even in my prior view. He was not even on my radar as far as like an All NBA selection. I just don't probably I, like probably like my 14th snub. I mean, Randall, Bam, guys like Drew, um, LeBron, AD, Kawhi, PG, Siakam, 
Booker, Trey Young, Harden, Anthony Edwards, Lowry. Um, Siakam is probably my biggest snub, probably. Yeah, I feel like Randall's probably a snub. If if this was strictly about regular season, he was out there every night. He put up huge numbers in terms of total points, rebounds. Um, I think Bam's probably plays Joel Embiid better defensively than anyone in the NBA. Um, yes, and so he, with and that is including Al Horford, who you know Sixers fans just get PTSD anytime they see him on the floor. I think Joe would tell you it's not even close. It, Bam defends <laughs> me better than anyone else. Some teams defend him well, like the uh, hack of Joe, and somehow we don't call each one Toronto strategies. Yeah. Works out for them it's somehow, but absolutely hilarious wins. when they do that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Harden was not that high. A combination of defense um, and injuries and missed time. And then some of those games where he appeared unhealthy while playing. Uh, I think there was just some poor load mismanagement by the Sixers this year. I think they could have been a little more proactive with giving him a game off, and then maybe ultimately he would have missed less games and looked sure. better for some of those games. Uh, Trey Young, also not on my radar anywhere. It's like, no, uh-uh. I didn't have him there, but I, I still think he's somewhere around the 20, 25th best player in the league. So, uh, yeah, got to got to call him a snub. Jaylen I wonder if Brunson. he's going to be traded. Would you trade him for Towns? Which side says no? Mm, young for Towns. Does that solve everyone's problems that everyone appears to have now? <laughs> I, I know. Don't, I know I, Anderson and Gobert are still going to fight, but. So here's the thing. Now you're looking at Towns and Collins in your front court with Murray. I, I don't depends on how you feel about that. Well, you got to shake it up then. Now you could trade a Kongwu, you know, you could you could rebuild a little bit, but anyway. I I think the only honestly, if I was the Atlanta Hawks GM, I would try to do whatever I could to put Young and Collins in the same package and just kind of start over. For picks or would you you would some you combination for, of picks and salary? What if Luca asks out in 2024? Do you avenge your mistake, exercise your demons, and try to trade Trey and stuff for Luca? Maybe just because I feel like, and I think I mentioned this in Slack, uh, Luca is probably a little bit easier to build around than an undersized point guard that doesn't really play defense and doesn't really do anything off ball, even though he should. I mean, he's both of our top five players pretty easy to build around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just get Luca and shooters like that's Luca shooters and a uh, somebody that just gobbles up defensive rebounds like that's what that's what Dallas needs. All right, we can't we can't do this pod without giving some MVP updates, right? No, we cannot. What last time you checked the odds? What were they for Embiid now? It was like between minus 850 and minus 1,000, depending on the book you checked, which means you'd have to Ooh. bet like $11 to win one if you wanted to Jesus. bet on the show. Yeah. So Vegas certainly has made their pick. Vegas believes Joel is going to win his first ever MVP. Uh, we started to hear some trickle out. Bill Simmons and his co-host Ryan Russillo um, said that they voted for Joel. Which is crazy because Bill did say a couple of weeks ago he was leaning, but as founder of the Ringer, the Ringer had Joe like sixth overall until literally like four or five days ago, which is crazy. 
I know that's names like Tina and Mahoney who are doing that, and they might be much lower on Joe. They might not even vote him in their top three. I'm not sure. I think Tina came out and said he's his runner-up MVP. But um, Rosillo was denying that Joel even roasted Horford, I believe. I think I saw a clip of him saying it was really Cornette and other guys. So I didn't think he was going to vote for Joe at all. So that was a surprise. And if he's getting votes from guys like that, um, he might run away with this thing. I'm just glad those guys at the ring are starting to come around a little bit. It took you, it took you a while, guys, but you finally came around. Yeah, you know what? All of the best cookies and milk on this bandwagon, they're all gone already. But like there's there's some shortbread, there's some there's some lemon bars left on the table. You guys can eat have some of those. <laughs> yeah. I think I think this year the Vorps and whatever still still favor um joker but i think people are like okay maybe i shouldn't have been so persuaded by that stuff last year yeah and i'm seeing these compilations of joker just getting torched at the rim and then i'm seeing some of these where joel is like anchoring a top eight defense with guys like maxi and harden in the lineup that's tough to do um if you have of course pj tucker and we we've long we've long discussed my uh feelings we'll just put it that way in the nicest way possible about pj tucker all season you can hate pj tucker but he's a good defender and so is the anthony melton but still he's not enough for joel to feel like he's got brooke lopez standing next to him i mean it's a much it's much easier to be a dpoi candidate when one of your teammates is too right we've seen that right. with evan mobley and jared allen we've seen that last year with robert williams and marcus smart and now we're seeing that with Giannis and Lopez. And I, I hope the voters are realizing like, oh, we this is like uh, feedback loops where one guy right. being an amazing defender makes it a lot easier for the other guy to play some weak side help D and blah, blah, blah. Joel's pulling it together with the opposite. Sixers, Brooklyn kicks off Saturday, 1 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, where, where are you going? Where, where are you feeling with this, Dave? I, is barring catastrophic injury, is there any way Brooklyn pulls out the series? Barring catastrophic injuries, I think no. I think yeah, a non-catastrophic injury would be Harden looks the way he has the last five games he's played, which is not good, right. Which is definitely not getting you a title. Not what you want so, as a Sixers fan. If you see that version of Harden where he brings the ball up the court and then he hands it off to Maxi and then goes and hides in the corner in the first quarter of game one, you can put your alarms on, I think, and, and hope that he's trying to rest his way through this series. I feel like we're going to see kind of like a ramping up of Harden. Like, I'm not saying he's going to coast this first round series, but like, I feel like Harden's going to take it moderately easy against the Brooklyn Nets and like maybe Maxi gets a little bit more of a run as long as the Sixers are winning games that's fine but I feel that's like ideal because I, I feel like he wants to get ready for Boston slash Miami and then Milwaukee this is huge for him in terms of both his legacy his future his future contract I mean if the Sixers do not make it out of the second round and he doesn't look 100% healthy 
it's going to be, I don't care what they promised him. It's going to be hard for Maury to go to Josh Harris and say, I want to break back up the brinks for this guy because right. nobody would feel confident that they're going to win the title heading into next year. It would be like, that, well, Harden's going to look even worse next year. He's probably going to get hurt again. That being said, I have sixes and five in the series. And I only say that because for whatever reason, I feel like they've missed and lost like game one of every opening round playoff matchup the last like five seasons now. I do remember them losing. Was it a one o'clock game where Jimmy Butler was trying to carry yeah. them? Embiid was out and they lost to the D'Angelo Russell um jared butler nets that weird that weird brooklyn series that went six but no i i it went five it went five we we won the next four i believe oh okay you're right you're right yeah six is in five thousand percent that's where i'm going that feels fair if harden looks fresh then they'll mop up i don't think this nets team is that strong I, i would i would i jokingly put on twitter like I really hope Springer is healthy enough to guard Mikhail Bridges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because um, kind of a joke, kind of not. <laughs> kind of not because Maxi came out of nowhere in 2021 when Ben Simmons was struggling and balled out and Springer looks like their best athlete on ball defender on the roster. So I, I might give him a shot. Any, any playoff series shockers, any, anything where you're just like, Hmm. I might just have to bet on that on DraftKings. That might need to happen. There will be, but I'm unprepared for this. Can you can you ask me a few of the series? So I have, uh, well, Milwaukee, obviously, we don't know who they're playing. No, no shocker. Um, Milwaukee wins, Boston wins. Milwaukee wins, Boston wins, Sixers win. It's out west where you get into, like, Kings versus, who's going to be no. the six? Gold, Golden State? If it's if it's Golden State, no, I don't I don't have Golden State winning that series. I have Kings and six. Kings wow, and six. Wow. Okay. So that Kings would be a shocker. Kings and six. I'm not messing around. I'm not messing around. That's kind of a shocker that the Kings would beat the champs. I'm sorry. Like the Kings, the Kings are the, the Kings. Kings are better. They're better than Golden State this year. Right now. What if, I think what if uh, I th- Maple Mamba is out there? No, I think I think Golden I think Sacramento can take Golden State this year. I really without, do. A lot of people without Wiggins. I think without Wiggins, a lot of people are taking Golden State to win the West and I'm like, "Hold on a second. Wait a second. No, stop. You guys are silly." They're like, not no, winning the West I, without Wiggins. They're not winning the West without Wiggins. They're I have probably Denver coming not out of the West. West with Wiggins. But yeah. if he's out there, I would take them over the Kings for sure. I have one one thing that I love, and I have to check the odds on it, but I have Cleveland sweeping the Knicks. I have brooms coming out. Wow. Like Donovan, Donovan Mitchell is going to go Super Saiyan on a level we've never seen before. Do you think he's going to take a bow <laughs> midcourt at the Garden like Trey Young and dude, say, you, you, you could have traded for me, but you overvalued R.J. Barrett? Dude, Donovan Mitchell is going to go completely bat-ass crazy against the Knicks. Like, watch it happen. He's going to score, like, 35 to 38 a game against the Knicks this whole series and get the brooms out. I really feel like Leon Rose kind of got a pass from his fan base this year because – I think so, too. He was on the one-yard line to sign down. Two two of the best players available last year wanted to play in New York. Right. Brunson – and Mitchell, and he only got one of them. He could have had both. 
Yeah, it would have been expensive. He would have had to give up like three Knicks first round picks and a couple of those kind of fake protected picks. And uh, RJ Barrett or whatever. He would have had to, he probably could have kept more if he included Barrett. And Danny Ainge, man, all he does is dodge bullets, right? Because yes. he wanted Okafer. He was willing to trade a Jalen Brown pick. Someone in Philly backed out. He offered like four or five first round picks once for Justice Winslow. Michael Jordan <laughs> backed out. <laughs> Uh, Brian Colangelo wanted to reward him by moving up for Markel Fultz. Like he gets, Danny Ainge has been lucky. And, oh my goodness. Uh, the, the Knicks overvaluing RJ Barrett in the Donovan Mitchell negotiations saved his butt because now he's got your boy finishy ends. Love Lowry marketing. I wish I could have put him on an all NBA spot, but I couldn't do it. I could not do it. As <laughs> I thought much about as I it wanted for some, to. For a moment, I wanted I, to. I was like, I'll make this man's day if I put Lowry on here, but you really would have to. <laughs> uh, Suns Clippers uh, without Paul George for the entire series. It's not looking good. I, I Suns in five. They should have tanked that last game because they're going to get waxed now. Yeah. Over. Yeah. I don't have anybody beating Denver in round one. I don't have anybody beating Memphis. Wait, is there a world where the Lakers go to Denver? No. Well, no. There, there, there's a world where they go to Denver, but they don't win in Denver. That's okay, so if they if they played the Lakers, then that's a live series. I would, I would bet on Denver, but I couldn't look you in the eye and tell you that LeBron has no chance for sure. I would, I would love to see... Well, it's it's unfortunate this can't happen because of how the play in structure works, but I would have loved to see uh Memphis, Oklahoma City. John Moran versus SGA. That would have been fun. Yeah, that would have been fun for sure. Um, but as it stands, it's either they're either gonna get it would be Denver. And if it's Oklahoma City, Denver, like that'll be fun for like three minutes of the first quarter and then you just turn the game off like if it's denver oklahoma city like that that game is going to be shown on that series is going to be shown on nickelodeon and true tv if you were memphis would you play kenny lofton jr out there i mean he just dropped 42 and 14 in a maybe i would you could talk me into it and like (laughs) if it's like if memphis is up three nothing and we're just like you know what we're just gonna we'll just take it we'll just take it and win it on our home floor in five it's fine whatever rest some give some guys a breather we're good michael lewis wrote a book and the first chapter is called man boobs because daryl Morey made a rule we could never overlook a guy with man boobs again because we missed out on marcus saul who went to memphis right and yeah I remember and we that. got Kenny Lofton Jr. falling to them. And it's like, did every team make that same mistake? I mean, we just learned it with Joker. We just learned it with Jokic. Can you really hold it against the guy for being a little bit overweight at this point? Of course, of course, we, of course, people are going to do that. They're always going to do that. I know. But at some point you realize like you're getting tremendous value. And right. this guy looks great. Oh my goodness. Well, that's gonna do it for us. Uh enjoy the play in tournament. Um should be fun stuff. We'll see where the Lakers land. That'll always be fun. And then playoffs for the Sixers kick off Saturday at one o'clock on ESPN. So we'll see what happens there. Uh Dave, always fun talking to you right before the playoffs. Let's see what happens this year. Everybody seems healthy. Everybody like I, I don't see anything on the injury report yet. 
if you wanted to scratch Harden from the first round and get him ready, I would be okay with it. I think the Sixers could pull it out anyway. I feel like I would too. <laughs> all right, let's get all right. Let's That's get my on. hottest take of all. Let's get off this call and we'll get Doc and Daryl on the phone right now. Let's load manage through round one. <laughs> Until next week, we will. Let, I mean, obviously, you're going to see the game on Saturday and Sunday, but we'll reassess the series situation next week after the first two games of the playoffs. Until then, Theo Royster, Dave Early. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Adil Royster. You can follow Dave at David at David Early. You can follow Liberty Ballers at Liberty Ballers on Twitter. I'll read the site. Uh, lots of playoff preview coming up. So, yeah, stay tuned. Keep focused. Go Sixers. Let's let's get these wins let's get to the conference finals and let's give the people what they want sixers daniels Jaden springer looking good i hope they're out there for the playoffs let's see it until next monday we'll talk to you folks later What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.